With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No expedient by which we may enter? Capture in the works would be far preferable to falling again into the hands of roving Indians. See, exclaimed the scout, unconsciously directing the attention of Cora to the quarters of her own father. How that shot has made the stones fly from the side of the commandant's house? Aye, these Frenchers will pull it to pieces faster than it was put together, solid and thick though it be. Hayward, I sickened at the sight of danger that I cannot share, said the undaunted but anxious daughter. Let us go to Montcalm and demand admission. He dare not deny a child the boon. You would scarce find the tent of the Frenchman with the hair on your head, said the blunt scout. If I had but one of the thousand boats which lie among that shore, it might be done. Ha! Here will soon be an end of the firing, for yonder comes a fog that will turn day to night, and make an Indian arrow more dangerous than a molded cannon. Now, if you are equal to the work and will follow, I will make a push, for I long to get down into the camp, if it be only to scatter some Mingo dogs that I see lurking in the skirts of yonder thicket of birch. We are equal, said Cora firmly. On such an errand we will follow to any danger. The scout turned to her with a smile of honest and cordial approbation, as he answered, I would I had a thousand men of brawny limbs and quick eyes that fear death as little as you. I'd send them jabbering Frenchers back into their den again, afore the week was ended howling like so many fettered hounds or hungry wolves. But, sir, he added, turning from her to the rest of the party, the fog comes rolling down so fast, we shall have but just the time to meet it on the plain, and use it as a cover. Remember, if any accident should befall me, to keep the air blowing on your left cheeks, or rather, follow the Mohicans. They'd sent their way, be it in day or be it at night. He then waved his hand for them to follow, and threw himself down the steep declivity with free but careful footsteps. Hayward assisted the sisters to descend, and in a few minutes they were all far down a mountain whose sides they had climbed with so much toil and pain. The direction taken by Hawkeye soon brought the travelers to the level of the plain, nearly opposite to a sally-port in the western curtain of the fort, which lay itself at the distance of about half a mile from the point where he halted to allow Duncan to come up 
with his charge. In their eagerness, and favored by the nature of the ground, they had anticipated the fog which was rolling heavily down the lake, and it became necessary to pause until the mist had wrapped the camp of the enemy in their fleecy mantle. The Mohicans profited by the delay to steal out of the woods and to make a survey of surrounding objects. They were followed at a little distance by the scout, with a view to profit early by their report, and to obtain some faint knowledge for himself of the more immediate localities. In a very few moments he returned, his face reddened with vexation, while he muttered his disappointment in words of no very gentle import. "'Here has the cunning Frenchman been posting a picket, directly in our path,' he said. "'Redskins and whites, and we shall be as likely to fall into their midst as to pass them in the fog.' "'Cannot we make a circuit to avoid the danger?' asked Hayward. "'And come into our path again, when it is past?' "'Who that once bends from the line of his march in a fog can tell when he or how to find it again?' The mist of Horican are not like the curls of a peace-pipe, or the smoke which settles above a mosquito-fire. He was yet speaking, when a crashing sound was heard, and a cannon-ball entered the thicket, striking the body of a sapling, and rebounding to the earth, its force much expended by previous resistance. The Indians followed instantly, like busy attendants on the terrible messenger, and Uncas commenced speaking earnestly, and with much action in the Delaware tongue. "'It may be so, lad,' muttered the scout when he had ended, "'for desperate fevers are not to be treated like a toothache. "'Come, then. The fog is shutting in.' "'Stop!' cried Hayward. First, explain your expectations.' "'Tis soon done, and a small hope it is, "'but it is better than nothing. "'This shot that you see,' added the scout, kicking the harmless iron with his foot, has ploughed the earth in its road from the fort, and we shall hunt for the furrow it has made when all other signs may fail. No more words, but follow, or the fog may leave us in the middle of our path, a mark for both armies to shoot at. Hayward, perceiving that, in fact, a crisis had arrived, when acts were more required than words, placed himself between the sisters, and drew them swiftly forward, keeping the dim figure of their leader in his eye. It was soon apparent that Hawkeye had not magnified the power of the fog, for before they had proceeded twenty yards, it was difficult for the different individuals of the party to distinguish each other in the vapor. They had made their little circuit to the left, and were already inclining again toward the right, having, as Hayward thought, got over nearly half the distance to the friendly works when his ears were saluted with the fierce summons apparently within twenty feet of them of, "'Keep along!' "'Push on!' whispered the scout, once more bending to the left. "'Push on!' repeated Hayward, when the summons was renewed by a dozen voices, each of which seemed charged with menace. "'C'est moi!' cried Duncan, dragging rather than leading those he supported swiftly onward. "'Bet! Qui moi! de la France!' Two bus plus later, do an enemy de la France. Are on podu, j'étais ami du diable. Non, four camarades, four. The order was instantly obeyed, 
and the fog was stirred by the explosion of fifty muskets. Happily, the aim was bad, and the bullets cut the air in a direction a little different from that taken by the fugitives. Though still so nigh them, that to the unpractised ears of David and the two females, it appeared as if they whistled within a few inches of the organs. The outcry was renewed, and the order not only to fire again, but to pursue, was too plainly audible. When Hayward briefly explained the meaning of the words they heard, Hawkeye halted and spoke with quick decision and great firmness. Let us deliver our fire, he said. They will believe it a sortie and give way, or they will wait for reinforcements. The scheme was well conceived, but failed in its effects. The instant the French heard the pieces, it seemed as if the plain was alive with men, muskets rattling along its whole extent from the shores of the lake to the furthest boundary of the woods. "'We shall draw their entire army upon us and bring on a general assault,' said Duncan. "'Lead on, my friend, for your own life and ours.' The scout seemed willing to comply, but in the hurry of the moment, and in the change of position, he had lost the direction. In vain he turned either cheek toward the light air. They felt equally cool. In this dilemma, Uncas lighted on the furrow of the cannonball, where it had cut the ground in three adjacent anthills. "'Give me the range,' said Hawkeye, bending to catch a glimpse of the direction, and then instantly moving onward. Cries, oaths, voices calling to each other, and the reports of muskets which were now quick and incessant, and apparently on every side of them. Suddenly a strong glare of light flashed across the scene. The fog rolled upward in thick wreaths, and several cannons belched across the plain, and the roar was thrown heavily back from the bellowing echoes of the mountain. "'Tis from the fort!' exclaimed Hawkeye, turning short on his tracks. "'And we, like stricken fools, were rushing to the woods under the very knives of the Maquas!' The instant their mistake was rectified, the whole party retraced the error with the utmost diligence. Duncan willingly relinquished the support of Cora to the arm of Uncas, and Cora as readily accepted the welcome assistance. Men, hot and angry in pursuit, were evidently on their footsteps, and each instant threatened their capture, if not their destruction. Pont de Cantier, cried an eager pursuer, who seemed to direct the operations of the enemy. "'Stand firm, and be ready, my gallant sixtieths!' suddenly exclaimed the voice above them. "'Wait to see the enemy! Fire low, and sweep the glasses!' "'Father! Father!' exclaimed a piercing cry from out the mist. "'It is high, Alice! Thine own Elsie! Spare! Oh, save your daughters!' "'Hold!' shouted the former speaker in the awful tones of paternal agony, the sound reaching even to the woods and rolling back in solemn echo. "'Tis she! God has restored me to my children! Throw open the sally-port in the field, sixtieths! To the field! Pull not a trigger, lest ye kill my lambs! Drive off these dogs of France with your steel!' Duncan heard the grating of the rusty hinges and darting to the spot directed by the sound, he met a long line of dark red warriors passing swiftly toward the glossies. He knew them from his own battalion of the Royal Americans, and flying to their head, soon swept every trace of his pursuers from before the works. For an instant, Cor and Alice stood trembling and bewildered by this unexpected desertion, 
but before either had leisure for speech, or even thought, an officer of gigantic frame, whose locks were bleached with years of service, but whose air of military grandeur had been rather softened than destroyed by time, rushed out of the body of mist and folded them to his bosom, while large scalding tears rolled down his pale and wrinkled cheeks, and he exclaimed in the peculiar accent of Scotland, "'For this I thank thee, Lord. Let danger come as it will. Thy servant is now prepared.'" End chapter 14 This reading by Gary W. Sherwin of Yukon, Pennsylvania, in the autumn of 2007.